Good evening. Good evening. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Good evening. Good morning, wherever you are. Could be evening, could be morning. Welcome back to Not Church as Usual podcast. I'm your host, Sister B. So glad that you decided to join me again. And I'm so excited to be here. So happy to be here. I'm glad to be in the land of the living. Amen. I hope you had a blessed week and uh, awesome uh, worship day. If this was your day to worship. Um, but I'm go- just go- glad to be here tonight. And I'm glad that you're here. And I just hope everybody's well. And you know what? I, I'm going to get right into the podcast. I'm going to actually try to um, record more than one tonight. So I want to kind of keep it moving so I'm not up all night. <laughs> but I do want to piggyback off of the last episode, which was last Sunday. <clears throat> Um, um, the title of that episode was I'm not an, I'm not a imposter no I'm not I'm not an imposter but that was something that I had to come to grips with amen and so I really wanted to um, just speak a little bit more about that because I wanted to make myself clear on a couple of things that I mentioned last week <clears throat> and um listening to um or just rehearsing you know in my mind about some of the things that were said last week because I just want to be clear and a lot of this as I explained from the very beginning you know is my experiences most most of what I'm telling you is from my own personal experience even though yes I've had talked to people you know about different things um but you know I w- I'm just going to try to get these people to come on and, and share their own experience. But for the most part, this is just, you know, my observation and, you know, my takeaway. So um, I wanted to be clear on something, you know, because um, the whole church setup, and I talked about, you know, just the setup of how church works. You know, we, we, For the most part, if you go to um, a Christian church, a Baptist church, well, they have different processes or their their procedures or the services, the way the services ran. The same thing we know for if it's a if it's a Methodist church or a, a Catholic church or whatever the case may be. So I know that the way things are ran helps people. Okay. I I get all that. I went through the whole process myself. So, you know, the, what I'm sharing and a lot that I'm sharing now is in hindsight, like after the fact, but I went through just about everything that everybody else went through. Um, you know, I don't really know why when we first get into the church, the organized church house, I don't know what happens to people that, you know, all of a sudden you want to be a part of it. Like you just want to be a part. 
I don't know what that is. It's, it's very strange how that happens. Um, and if it's just like, you know, what kindred spirits, you know, and you just want to connect with people that are like you, you know, once you accepted Christ or something, I, I'm not really sure, but it is a thing where for the most part, for the most part, if you go to a church and if you join and you decide to join, you want to be a part of what they're doing. Okay. So we do, we go in and we want to, you know, become ushers or on the choir, you know, we just want to be a part of something and that's fine. And again, I really want to say that I hope in my heart and believe in my heart that that whole process helps the individuals that are going to church um for whatever it's worth for you know you being an usher or being on a choir and if that helps you with your Christianity or you know if that helps you get make you feel closer or a part of something then listen I'm all for it like I said I did it I did it um but because I'm the type of person that I am I'm a I'm a thinker you know uh and looking back just because I want to yes I want to think about how all those things served me it, what? How did it serve me to do the things that I did in church? Um, I held certain positions in church, and okay, for me to do those things was serving, you know, a certain purpose in my life, in my transformation, in my um, development, or my relationship with God. I don't know what me having to be, you know, somewhat like I worked on the pool pitch and I would serve the pastors and things like that. So I don't know for what reason I was chosen to do that particular thing. But when you're in a church setting like that and you're asked to do certain things, you get the impression that certain things mean, um, but they have some type of attachment to it. Like, oh, if I'm working the pulpit and I can go up on a pulpit and serve the pastors, then, oh, wow, you know, why do I get this honor to do this? And so with that being said, how was that serving me? into becoming the person that God created me to be. Did I need to do that? Did I need to have that experience to help me to become the person that God has created me to be? That's what I'm... I'm, I'm not saying that I regret any of it. But is it okay for me now to think, what was that all for? Um, 
did I ever have a problem with, you know, be serving people or being humble? I didn't think so. So, again, I'm just wondering. A lot of the things that we do in the church are those things serving a purpose for us to be the person that God has called us to be. Now, the reason why, again, I'm doing this for my own self. You don't have to do this. You don't even have to agree with it. You can you can love it. And if you like it, I love it. Listen, go for it. But for me, so once I came out of the church, of the organized church, and I didn't have to do those things any longer. Now I'm wondering, okay, what do I do? It was like it was so much a part of who I was you know, serving in the church that when I wasn't doing it anymore, it was really a struggle. It was a struggle. So I have to make sure that I don't lose track because I can do that. I can be all over the place. But when we were talking about the imposter syndrome, we were talking about the imposter syndrome. And I was saying that, you know, you you actually don't feel like you're worthy of any of, you know, the accolades or even the rewards or the success that you get. You feel like you're not worthy of it. Now, when I was serving in the church, I don't know if... I ever was made to feel confident in too much of anything that I was doing there. Not that I was doing anything wrong or was right or if it was if it was a wrong way, I was sure I was told, you know, another way to do certain things. But you never I never really felt confident um, about any of any of the service that I rendered in the organized church. Like I said, I could do it, but you know, you just do it, and okay, that's that's it. You do it, like. There's nobody going to pat you on the back and nobody's going to say, you know, we're not going to keep, just, just do it. So sometimes you really just didn't know, well, am I doing a good job or not? I don't know. I'm, the reason I'm doing this is, is supposedly to get to some point where I graduate or I'm told that I'm doing a great job. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just doing what you're telling me to do. So, again, I'm going to bring it back around to feeling like an imposter because at some point, I guess you do need the accolades or you do need 
the confirmations that you're doing a great job or you will never feel like you succeeded in this thing that you were, you know, attempting to do. So because I never really felt that I've gotten to the point where certain people had the confidence in me. So then I didn't have the confidence in myself. And so here again, is like I said, I was more geared toward pleasing the person who was giving me the instructions to do certain things more than I was concerned about if this is what God wanted me to be doing. And if it is, then, you know, it's not too hard to please God. It's it's harder to please man than it is to please God. So, again, because I never felt like I ever actually did a great job where I was told, you know, was given that confidence. So I, I was, I was on the fence. And then, you know, I just felt like, okay, well, maybe I don't know what all that was. Smoke and mirrors. I guess I'm not what I thought I was. And so for me, it had to get to the point where, yes, I had to have a, you know, come to Jesus moment. And I had to really, you know, rehearse a lot of things in my own memory. The Holy Spirit had to bring a lot of things back to me where he reminded me when he did this and when he did that and when he used me to do this and when he used me to do that. And that is when he was letting me know, no, that was just me and you. Man couldn't do that. Like I was doing that. But I had to go over like these things in my mind and like I said it really was the Holy Spirit just bringing them back to me to build up my confidence that the confidence that I should have had not in uh trying to impress somebody (laughs) but building a confidence back in me to let me know that God is really in control and what I am, whatever God says I am. And guess what? And that's another thing. I had to know that for myself too. And without somebody else rehearsing it or telling me who I was or who God said I was supposed to be. And so I really think the imposter syndrome can happen easily, easily. And I believe, I I don't want to quote it wrong, but I believe I've read somewhere that it happens. Well, I do remember reading that it happens a lot with women, and especially successful women. But um, it also said something about happening with people who come out of occults, too. But I I have to find that quote uh, because I've read, you know, I've been reading up on it. So, but... It's, it's serious. And you may not even know that you struggle with it. But if you, um, you know, if somebody gives you a compliment and you like just want to, oh, well, no, it's nothing. 
but it really was something. But you you want to, you know, like kind of just berate yourself a lot of times. See, I would I would do that a lot. I would always like berate myself. I, you know, just a whole bunch of self-doubt and just didn't want to take credit for things that I know, you know, I, I actually did. <laughs> or, you know, things that I know that really happened. Even if it was something supernatural, something spiritual, something, you know, the Holy Spirit did something God did, right? And then still afterwards, I don't know. Like I said, you get into this mindset where you're trying to get accolades from man. And when they won't give it to you, now you feel like, oh, well, I must have did something wrong. Or, oh, I don't know. Did I say that right? Did I do that right? Did I do this right? Did I... So I, that that can be very stressful, and I think it's too much stress for you being in church and trying to, you know, get into the presence of God and trying to hear a word from God and trying to be blessed, whatever it is you went to church for. But again, we have to admit. That there's a lot more that goes on. It's a lot more that goes on. And 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 sometimes I just feel, you know, I think why I'm so passionate about this is because I've seen myself and so many others go through, you know, years and years, you know, of church services and just different things happening being said and done and but not seeing people really become transformed and you know where you just see their lives change and manifestation of you know the promises no I I have to be honest listen no I haven't been to a lot of churches and and, and the churches that I've gone to were most, for the most part, from small to medium. Okay. Um, but I don't think that I'm too off with this. I don't think that, and I believe there's a lot of people who can identify with this, that there's a lot that goes on in church. And my concern is that we spend, once we go in, we spend so much time there, so much of our energy there. But are we really being transformed in our minds to really transform your life? To transform your life because. That's what I believe should happen once you go and join a church and you start learning the word of God and you start hearing the word of God because the word of God is power, power in itself and it can change and transform your life. It can. But then what happens 
you know it's true you get in there and then it's this all this other stuff going on and that's what I'm talking about like we can't just act like all this other stuff is not going on in the church so I mean is it okay it's okay for all this other craziness to be going on and then but if that's the case I'm still concerned that we are not we are not transforming lives. We're not even transforming our own lives. Um there's so many depths in in God. It's just I feel you know, where we, we reach a plateau or a depth or a height and then we just, you know, tap out and, you know, you don't go any further because it can really be a really deep thing, you know, going, going to church and, you know, getting really learning and really hearing from God. I mean, that's what we're there for. You know, people go to church because of their hunger. It's, you know, it's like a hunger and a thirst. And you just, a lot of us, when we go there, we, you know, we're so desperate, desperate for God and desperate for change and desperate for transformation. And then, but we sit there a lot of times for years and it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's just what happened. And you know, a lot of times, you know what happened. A lot of times we go, we get just caught up in the organization. And that's what we think our job is. That's what we think the whole thing is about now. Just coming to church and doing whatever it is that they, you know, assigned you to do. So, if I hope that I'm getting my point across, that is very important that when you decide to even go to an organized church, that you don't lose yourself in everything that's going on there. You don't lose yourself in the service, but you um, really search for a, a church home where you see growth and transformation happening and you feel like it's more than just you know a budget be there every night you know working to to build the ministry itself and listen if you're going to be there then you know I say yes uh contribute but are you in the search for the person that God created you to be because 
I believe that's when we when God finds us. I think that's when the journey begins for us to start. Yes, becoming and understanding and finding the person that he created you to be. I believe that's what church is supposed to do or should be doing or should be helping us uh, do that. So I love the, the scripture, you know, in Romans about transforming your mind because that was it's just one of my favorite scriptures and you know what I thought about it I said you know I don't know if that's why I always talk about transforming the mind so much because I've noticed that my thinking and my beliefs are actually attached to certain scriptures because I don't know about you but when I first got saved this it was certain scriptures that I just grabbed right like a dog on a bone like and they just stick with you you know what I'm saying and so sometimes you'll have a scripture and so it, it seems sometimes that your thinking may be in line with that too I don't know if you experienced that but I know I have and like I said, I know that transforming your mind is a big thing with me. It's a big thing with me. Um, because I really want to know who God is for myself. For myself. And for the time period that I spent feeling like I was an imposter and that I really wasn't a minister and I couldn't minister to anybody. I couldn't, you know, pray for anybody because of what somebody said to me. And because I felt like, uh, well, if I didn't achieve, if I hadn't achieved what the person said I should have achieved, and they said I didn't. And so now I'm like, oh, okay, well, then I guess I shouldn't be doing that then. But, you know, how many people has God used to be a blessing to somebody and minister his word and even heal someone or... Um, and they and they never even stepped foot in a church. <laughs> they never stepped foot in the church. They would just use let just they just flow with God and just allow God to use them because he's in their heart and they're just being led by his spirit and they have the, the heartbeat for what God wants them to do and they just do it. And they didn't have any have to have anybody tell them <laughs> you know, you're doing it right or you're doing it wrong. And I'm not saying, again, that people don't need to be trained and that ministers don't need to be trained, that pastors and bishops and apostles. I'm not saying any of that. But I think a lot of it, yeah, yeah, a lot of it is just, you know, what is it? You know, um, 
whatever flair, whatever. Again, the way it's set up and then they just do things because this is how they've been doing it for years. But is it necessary? I don't know. Because to me, you do all that and then you're the same. See, I'm, I'm really serious about, you know, people just finding their true selves and just knowing who they are and being happy with who they are, who, who God created them to be, learning why he made you the way he made you and, you know, you know, a lot of things, why you have the name that you have, you know, looking back and just looking over your life and see all the things, all the things that God's been doing to really try to um, bring you to the person that he created you to be. And it wasn't just your participation in the church house. <laughs> He's been doing things from day one to get you to where he's trying to bring you to. And so if you think about it that way, I guess I can say it's not just what goes on with you and your church. It's not just that. It's you, your church, what you do in church, what you don't do in church. It's, it's you, the whole you, all of you, everything. And you have to sometimes not be so involved with just everything that goes on at the church house and really start to learn who you are. Just you, period. You the person. Do you know what you love? Do you know what you like? What you don't like? What you aspired to be? What you wanted to be? What God wanted you to be? Like, are these things important? And sometimes I see people in church and they look so sad and so lost and so just going through the motions. And, you know, for where we are right now, it's just, no, you got to know more. You need to live your life, all of your life, not just your church life. <laughs> I think you do God a disservice by not, he put so much into you and, and, and he had a plan and a destiny for you. And you have to find that out. You have to find it out. And I'm just going to tell you straight, it's not all at the church. <laughs> It's more to you than just that. But it seems like a lot of times when we go to a church and when we join a church, we let that thing just drive everything else in our whole life, like everything else. So, and again, you know, you can just, I'm talking about church, the church house, going to the church house, doing church house stuff. Versus you, you know, just trying to allow God to uh, change you, transform you apart from the church. 
because I found out, yeah, that you have a whole nother side. I had to learn all about myself again because I wasn't doing and spending so much time at church. And I'm saying that to say, I don't know, I might have been a little, I was a little upset that so much of me got displaced or, I don't know, it's just like so much of me just got put to the side and I don't know. And I had to, I just had to find myself again. I had to find myself again, really. That I did have a whole life (laughs) to live, things to enjoy and things to learn and do and learn about myself that didn't have anything to do with church. So maybe feeling like an imposter was more because I just didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was. You know, people say you like, oh, I'm a minister. <sighs> so I, I was a minister, but you know, I was working a secular job. And, you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, this is what I do. This is who I am, but this is what I do. I do this job over here, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really a minister. So I, I really believe, you know, I'm a minister at heart now. I mean, I know now, but it, it took me a while after I came out of the church. It took me a while to really just see some things. And I'm sorry to say to me, I missed a whole lot. I don't know. I found some joy. I found some joy that I didn't have. Um, and I found some joy once I left the organized church that I didn't have. I'm not, I, I really did. I found some freedom. And guess what? The freedom wasn't, it wasn't God. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't where I was bound in God. No, I was bound by the restrictions of the church house. Okay. Now, some people can say, oh, listen, that's because you let them do that because I don't let, okay. And if you don't, hallelujah, I'm glad you don't. But yes, I was the type of person that I was all in. I was all in until... I was, you know, directed to come out. So, yeah, I I was made to feel, you know, like an imposter because, again, because I was trying to please man. I don't feel that way any longer. No, I do not. I pray for a cat, a bird, a dog, whoever want prayer. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and I know what ministering to people I know what that is now and I don't have to get all wrapped up in the I don't know the constraints that I used to get wrapped up in when I felt like I wanted to minister to somebody or whatever so 
you know, again, it's, it's just, this is my story. And that's how I felt. But I, I thank God that he, he liberated me from that. I thank God that he allowed me to even, you know, like I said, come across the, the whole thing about, um, imposter syndrome I hadn't heard about it and you know what that's how God is because I needed an answer I needed an answer about why I just listen because I was just in a box and I was fine and I was just going to stay right there (laughs) because you know as far as I was concerned I was told you ain't you don't deserve your license so that means you don't you're not qualified to do whatever that license says so i was like well i better sit down then but then i found out that that wasn't that wasn't actually true true at all because that license you know didn't make who i was make me who i was and who i am you know i get it the legalities or whatever and all that but but again, this is because we, you know, can allow people to have, uh, we just don't put things in perspective, put things and people where they, where they belong, where they supposed to be. But listen, I'm okay. You know, I'm a better person for it. Listen, we all go through different things that we go through and it didn't kill me. So, you know, it was something that I can experience, that I experienced and now I can share with somebody else and they can say, oh, wow, yeah, that's me. And, you know, and now you can get free from it. Okay, so, you know, it's a whole another thing to say that, you know, when I <laughs> came came out of the church I was probably more bound when I came out than I I don't know than I was when I went in but anyway listen God is good and he's always gonna um you know make a way of escape especially if you're seeking him you know for a way of escape and God knows that I really needed to figure out my life and what was going on once you stop doing something, once you stop doing one thing and you don't do it anymore, yes, now your world is different and, you know, so, but I really do, you know, thank God for this journey. It's been so enlightening for me. And so again, like I keep saying, this is my journey and everybody, you don't have to agree, but this is my story. So I want to encourage you though, that if you feel any type of way of that, you feel like you're an imposter, especially if it has anything to do with you being a child of God and you know that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and that you're a child of the King. Listen, it's just between you and him. It's between you and daddy God. Okay. That's who you need to be focused on pleasing and having the the deepest relationship with (laughs) more so than the pastor okay no you need to be 
focusing on you and God, the Holy Spirit, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And getting your life together. Because it's your life. It's your life. And I just feel, you know, that we miss so much. Uh, because we don't want to go there. We don't want to go to that place, that that deep place and not that superficial place and that place where all the chaos, confusion, and craziness is happening. Uh, I'm telling you, it's a whole nother world. It's a whole nother place where you and him and you get to just really know yourself and know who you are in him. It's, it's just a whole nother level. So I want to encourage everyone tonight to say to yourself, I'm not an imposter. I'm a child of the king and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And you can still have everything that he said you can have. All his promises are yay and amen. It, it, is this thing is real. The relationship is real. God is real. Jesus is real. The Holy Spirit is real. The the abundant life is real. You know, the life of provision, protection, healing, mercy, and grace is all real. And I want to encourage you, you know, tonight that you stand strong in him. Not in what man says, but what God says about you. And you find out for yourself what God is saying about you. Because guess what? If he told them, he, he can tell you. Okay? So you find out for yourself. And be confident and, and confident in that. There's no right or wrong way. And I'm sure the Holy Spirit is big enough and he can correct you. And if you're in a place where you can be taught and you can hear God however it may come however it may come because I do know that this spiritual walk you do need um you know people who are seasoned and maybe have gone on and and done things that you want to do spiritually or uh experience certain things um I'm not opposed to church and I keep saying that you we need it but I'm still going to say that, guess what? It's still a bunch of foolishness going on in the church. Yeah. And I believe that's why now, you know, it's just time out for all that. It's time out for all that. And the responsibility is yours. It's not your pastors or anybody else. The responsibility is yours to, to um, you know, to go deep and find out what you need to find out for you for you is your responsibility so listen time is winding down it's time to get to it it's just time to get to it we're not imposters we're powerful we're powerful that's what we are so um again i hope i didn't go off the rails you know i'm just talking but I hope that somebody, you know, heard something tonight that might encourage you. And I hope, um, you know, that if you were dealing with the imposter syndrome, I hope this might have helped you somewhat. But we want to get past that. I got You can get past it. I got past it. And you can get past it as well. Um, and 
I'm just going to pray a quick prayer. And Father, I do pray for each and every person under the sound of my voice tonight that if anybody is struggling with feeling like they are an imposter in any way, shape, or form, God, I pray that you would um, give them the confirmation that they need and the confidence that they need. And Father, I pray that they would go to you um, to get confirmation that you would touch them. You would confirm and settle in their spirits, God, that everything is okay between you and them. It's not about them and man's approval. But Father, I just thank you that we are um, kings and queens, Father God, and we are mighty in you, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that each and every person, God, will go forth in you whatever it is that you call them to do, if they have any um, hesitation, any fear, any doubt, we come against that right now, right now and we just lose confidence and, um, and power and might in the name of Jesus. And God, we just thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for this podcast. We thank you for the listeners. God, we ask that you bless it. Father God, we pray for uh, safety and health and wealth. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you. Thank you once again. I will talk to you again next week. And I hope you have a blessed and safe and happy week. Bye-bye.